Hey, hey everyone, today's episode is a little bit different than normal because I actually recorded this before and I didn't like it, so we're re-recording it because that's what this is. But I got Need for Speed Heat not too long ago at all. I think it was February. Okay, maybe... Maybe January, like late January. And I was playing through the game and I played through the game more and I've also played The Crew 2. And the more I play those games, the more I realize Forza, for as big as its, as its player base is, and I think for as loyal as its player base is, is kind of falling behind the times. And here's my reasoning for that. This is going to be a, a, kind of like an editorial, but as a podcast. It all kind of works out like this to me. That last outdated Forza architecture as far as physics, graphics, and UI design was Forza Motorsport 4 back in 2011, and before that was Motorsport 3. Here's a here's a little bit of context that kind of explains what I'm going to get into later, but it seems that Forza will have like a tech demonstration of a game and then use that to underpin every other game that comes after. So it's sort of like a platform, and then they modify it over time, sort of like the 9-11. And so we've had more or less the modern Forza architecture and graphics although things have obviously changed, and physics, which again have obviously changed, since 2013 with Forza Motorsport 5, that game was meant to showcase how powerful the new Xbox One was. And unfortunately, Forza Motorsport 5 was a bit rushed. A lot of people said it was, it was really quite light on content. There wasn't a lot to do. I think they were saying it was like glitchy and unpolished. The game wasn't a proper game, so to speak. Again, it was more like, again, a tech demonstration. Oh, look at how clever we are, kind of thing. The next proper Forza game would be the sequel to Horizon 1. It would be Horizon 2. And that game really was the perfect game to showcase everything that the Xbox One could do and how to take Forza a step further, sort of into the future. So they were in Europe, we had new cars, Lamborghini Huracan had just come out, so it was the cover car. The graphics were a lot better, multiplayer was a lot better, the sounds were better. Everything was better in that game than, than one, even if a lot of people liked one for its nostalgia purposes and how much it proved and how well it executed the idea that you could have a Forza or a game that was open world but with Forza physics. In fact, I still kind of maintain that Horizon 1 or Forza Motorsport 4 and Horizon 1 were some of the best physics Forza has ever had. And I bring Horizon 1 uh, or sorry, Horizon 2 up because ever, really, ever since Forza Motorsport 5 and Horizon 2, the like the core Forza architecture has stayed relatively the same. And I stress relatively because they have made improvements and changes, especially once they got to Forza Motorsport, sorry, Forza Horizon 4 when they did the updates. And then Forza Motorsport 7 followed suit once they started putting in some updates, like sort of over the air updates, like in Tesla's. That architecture has been the same, more or less the same since so 20 what 2014 which might not seem like long which might not seem that that long ago for like a video game platform if you will but that was six years ago look at how much the xbox has changed look at how much need for speed has changed even the crew if we take a look at games like need for speed heat okay those games have vastly superior or that game that singular game has a vastly superior modification system than Forza does because Forza Forza has a better mechanical system I think even if even if Need for Speeds is a little bit more diverse because they got ECUs and, uh what was it ECUs and 
I think that's the only thing he kind of has over Forza. But Forza has flywheel, oil, crank, heads, fuel system. Forza has a lot. And even in the handling side of things, uh, just excluding the tuning, which is way better than Need for Speed on top of that, there's so much to do with the hand to do with the handling, the brakes, the weight. Forza's mechanical upgrade system is probably one of the best I've experienced. Pretty much for any game. It's two limited cars that can get up to, you know, like 2,000 horsepower in real life can't get up to like 1,100 in Forza. But I digress. As far as diversity of, of parts, Forza does a really, really good job. But when you get into the visual side of things, unless it's for... I thought Need for Speed was bad for having a big bias to Japanese cars as far as customization. Forza's way worse. Forza is abundantly worse at that. And that puts Forza in a bit of a tough spot because Forza was supposed to be the more legal music festival kind of game compared to Need for Speed's illegal street racing deal like Fast and Furious, Underground, that sort of thing. And that's a story that unfortunately you can do over and over and over and over without it you know, getting too, too boring. It's kind of the core of Need for Speed. Well, we'll get into that in a bit, but for the sake of this argument, let's say that that's the core of Need for Speed. Oh, wait, no, I did that in a different podcast. We're not going to talk about that, but yeah, that is kind of the core of Need for Speed, as most of us enjoy Need for Speed. What's Forza? Talking about direction, especially when it comes to upgrades, Forza needs to figure out what it is and what it isn't. Are they going to try and compete with Need for Speed as far as visual upgrades? I think that they should, and I think that they can, because what Need for Speed does, they have a lot of fictional parts. And they have some real parts, but Forza has actual Rocket Bunny kits in the game. But they could they could very well take a page out of Need for Speed and just make some fictional parts just because. And I think that's one of the greatest, as far as video game, car video game customization goes, that's one of the greatest misses of a lot of those games that deal with customization is they don't think of, like, what-if parts. Like in, in Need for Speed Heat, I just got my Viper two days ago. Two days ago. Okay, I got the heat level 28, and I check the hood, and they have a Gen 3 looking hood, where it's that thin slits close to the cowl, on a Gen 5 hood with the twin port, with the twin vent hood. That, that kind of what if, like, oh, what if we took a Gen 3 thing, put it on a Gen 5, and left the hood like that? Or, just a completely smooth hood, like they were going to do for Europe, or like they thought about doing for Europe. What about that? It's what if ideas like that that should be turned into parts if cars are low on parts. Like like for the Gen 5, they have a four, like a, a mix between a Gen 5 and a 4 GT looking front end. It looks terrible, but it's interesting. Or they could have done an 8 port hood for the Gen 5 in Need for Speed, but they didn't. Speaking of customization, there is the crew also has customization and they all it's not quite like Need for Speed where they have like Rocket Bunny looking kits. It's not quite like that for most well yeah, for a handful of cars. However, what they have done is they said, oh, but we have these licensed cars and we have the licensing to use these cars. So why not take advantage of that and just use some of the factory OEM parts? Like, so for the Gen 5 Viper, they have the Rattler wheels and the Sidewinder 2 wheels. Two factory wheels. You don't get those in Need for Speed Heat. You don't get those in Forza. That's something, I know most people, I think, would rather have like just more aftermarket parts full stop, but what about making replica cars? Like a TA, if we don't have a TA in the game, well, let's get the Sidewinder wheels and the, and the TA Arrow Kit, or the Advanced Arrow Kit if you don't have a proper TA Viper, and make that. And the crew does have the TA-style uh, spoiler on it. It doesn't, it doesn't quite have the, the Fang dual front splitters. It has a 
it has a, 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 a massive One Piece version of that, but it still sort of has it. The crew may not do customization like Need for Speed or to some degree even Forza, but it, I don't know why they're the only developer that I know of that decided to take advantage of the fact that they have licensed cars. And it's not only for the Viper. I tried this on the Mini Countryman from 2012. They have factory OEM part like options from building from the building price tools. Like, oh, hey, you want the black headlights rather than the silver headlights? Oh, we'll get this package. They have stuff like that. Even in the crew, too, they have the six-port HUD. You can either make an SRT Viper or a GTS Viper. You can even change the color of the interior, and you can either go the full red one, that the full red interior that came later after they formed SRT back into Dodge, or you can have, like, the red seats and the lower, in the and where the speaker is, but not have red all over the dash. Forza even gets beat in customization by the crew, just because the crew has more things to change and they have factory parts. I know not all of us like factory OEM parts and would rather go to a far more aftermarket alternative, but some factory parts, they look so good, why not have them? So Forza's customization architecture has been pretty much the same since Horizon 2, and they had some, I think they had some wide bodies, although for a very small amount of cars, but they did have some wide bodies in Horizon 2, then Horizon 3 added more, then you have Horizon 4, and then they added more with the updates. But with cars like a Gen 5 Viper, the, SR the SRT Viper GTS that's in that's been in the Forza franchise since, since Forza Motorsport 4, they haven't added any parts whatsoever, the wing hasn't changed, the splitter hasn't changed, no wheels, all the cars that didn't get anything added to them, in when they, or that haven't had much change still have not had much change at all some cars got i think minor additions but pretty much they pretty much haven't and then we got to talk about the motorsport versus horizon car list okay here's another thing this is i actually have a script for this to keep me on track this isn't in the script forza games have had a pretty decent car list in pretty much in their entirety i think everyone can more or less agree on that however if there is one thing that is really puzzling is the difference in car list between motorsport and horizon i don't know why motorsport tends to have more cars for the non-exotic brands than horizon does but for a group of people that like to claim that we have the biggest car list or that we tend to have the biggest car list or that we have a big car list just full stop they don't use a lot of the assets that they could use to bolster that car list even further take motorsport seven for example there is a i think a 1971 plymouth 426 gtx in that game that car is as far as i know not in horizon 4 it's completely absent it hasn't even been added as a dlc car or as far as i know as an update car it is completely and utterly absent why they have they had the prowler in horizon 3 and i think they have the prowler in Horizon 4, and then they have the Fury, I believe, in Horizon 4 as well, but they don't they don't have the GTX. Why? More muscle cars. I can't imagine that many people complain about it, especially not the people who the 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 muscle car core, if you will, like a Green Lantern core, would complain about that. Especially not for the Mopar fans, because I don't know about half the Mopar fans that play Forza, but I feel like we get the short end of the stick. You look at Chrysler from the Motorsport 4 days, they had the old 08 SRT8, and then they had the 2012 SRT as a DLC car. Now, I'm not saying that, that we need 
the or is that, oh wait the 05 SRT8. I don't 05 was it 05 or 06. In any case, I don't. I'm not so sure that we need that car if we have the 2012 SRT. But that is the only car that we have. When even in Motorsport 4 we had the Crossfire SRT6. Why was that car? completely thrown out of every single Forza game since. I know a lot of people don't like the Crossfire, sure, but it would give more variety. Or even, once again, back to Motorsport 4, they had the Gen 3 SRT10. That car has not been featured in a Motorsport, in, in any Forza title since, ever since then. Or what about the Comp Coupe? Never been featured in a Forza game since, at all. What about the Ram SRT10? That was in Motorsport 4. And Forza has been adding more trucks lately, but for some reason they decided, nah, we're not going to add the SRT10. We're not going to add a street truck. Kind of kind of odd, don't you think? Considering they're so gung-ho about adding a bunch of these fast, st basically street-only SUVs like the Jeep Trackhawk, Range Rover SVR, and uh, what is it? The Porsche Cayenne Turbo S, I believe, is in the game. They've added those. They've even added a few wagons, even though ironically they didn't add the Magnum SRT8 for some reason, which would be perfect. Even if we use more recent examples, what about the Neon SRT4? That's not in Horizon 4. Or even the Dodge Dart that's in Motorsport 7 and was in Horizon 3, but for some reason was absent in, 4, in Horizon 4. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. It's like, why not bolster your car list? I don't know. I don't know what the development differences are like between the Motorsport titles and the Horizon titles. I know that they're made pretty much by two fairly different developers between Playground Games and then Turn 10. But what I don't understand is why they couldn't use, like, let's say the sound files. So the Dodge Dart sound file in either Horizon 3 or Motorsport 7. I don't know why they couldn't just reuse those sound files in Horizon 4. Now, I'm sure some of you, I was saying that, I'm sure some of you were saying, well, why not just make better sounds rather than reuse old ones? Like, why not improve? And the simple answer to that is, I would normally agree with you. If you can make this sound better, genuinely, do it. Go for it. But that's not what happened in Horizon 4. They didn't make most car sounds better. In fact, they made them a lot worse than they were in Motorsport 7 or Horizon 3. Now, I found out relatively recently that the reason for that was they kind of put all of their... They kind of put a lot of the, the development hours and like file game file size into up, upgrading the textures of Horizon 4 to make it look better. And so the downside was that they didn't they didn't have enough. I don't know if it was like processing like processing space left to make the sounds better without completely destroying an Xbox One X or S. But that basically they could only do so much before they were going to get limited in an area. And so they chose to upgrade the graphics. And the downside was they didn't have enough room left to keep the sounds as good as they were, so they had to downgrade them, which sucks a lot. And they did try to fix them later, with obviously with the updates, but they didn't fix every car. Obviously, they didn't fix really any of the Vipers. The Gen 2 sounds terrible. The Gen 5 sounds terrible. The Gen 5 ACR sounds terrible. Yet the Formula Drift car is the only one that sounds like a Viper, somehow. And, and the irony is it sounds like, it pretty much sounds like the Viper from, if I remember correctly, like Horizon 3. You know, it sounds like they just... Reuse that sound, so it's not that they can't do it, but perhaps they couldn't even reuse the sounds from Horizon Three or Motorsport Seven because once again they just wouldn't have ha they wouldn't have had it wouldn't have had enough room in processing or the file size or whatever whatever the technical limitation was they wouldn't have had enough room to even re reuse those sounds even though they somehow had enough even though there wasn't so much of a technical limitation that they couldn't fix them anyway. 
But getting back to that earlier point, if they don't want to remake all of those cars for a Horizon game, I still don't understand why they can't just port them over, like the Dart, like the Neon, like the Omni GLHS, for example. Why not just port those cars over with their sounds and with their textures and modify them a little bit to fit in Horizon 4? Why not start with the cars you already have, upgrade them a little bit, and then work on adding a bunch of new cars? We all want new cars in a Forza game. We all want that. Okay? And they've been doing a really good job of adding all new cars to the Forza game, to the Forza franchise, through their updates. Credit where credit is due. They have done a darn good job adding all new cars to the Forza franchise through the updates. Why does the consequence of that have to be that the cars, the, the files, the models, the sound files that they already have, why does that have to come, come, to the con why does that have to come at the consequence of just dropping those cars full stop? For really little to no reason whatsoever. It just doesn't make any sense. So I'm hoping that with the Xbox Series X, they're probably not going to do that, okay? But I'm hoping that they take more time with this new Forza title. It's going to be a new motorsport game. I'm hoping that as far as motorsport cars go, we get the old GTSRs. Like the Gen 2 GTSRs. We get the comp coupe back, or proper comp coupes. We get ACRXs, because that car only showed up in one Forza game, and for some ungodly reason, that was Horizon 1. You know, maybe they pull a bit of a Gran Turismo Sport and they have classes of cars, so like GT4 and... A while ago, they said... So one of the Forza developers said that they take the motorsport part of Forza very seriously. I think that was when they were making Motorsport 7, actually. And they're like, yeah, we're gonna focus more on motorsport, blah, blah, blah. And then they just sort of didn't. Not really. I'm hoping that they actually take it to heart with Motorsport 8. And they make it more of a motorsport game. Because even, even on the motorsport side of things, forgetting Horizon for a bit, motorsport needs to focus more, like the future direction of Forza, as far as motorsport goes, needs to focus a lot more on motorsport. Because right now, games like Project Cars 2 are doing what Forza isn't. And that is comp compiling multiple disciplines into one game. So you have track racing, I think you have like stadium trucks or something, and you have rally racing. Forza Motorsport, I don't think should completely abandon the niche that it's got because it's kind of it's kind of the only project cars game that we've got right now but if forza is going to go more motorsport like a lot more motorsport like the old race race 07 games or the gt2 evolution but with multiple disciplines so become so eventually becoming a project cars competitor people are going to want a more casual experience people are going to want a more forza like experience like it used to be the best way of doing that of redoing that if forza really goes way more motorsport and really tries to attack games like project cars and gran turismo would just be to reintroduce the project cars franchise or you somehow combine the horizon and the motorsport franchise i would still keep it i'd still call it horizon but you know one thing a lot of people have been asking for switching over to the horizon franchise now a lot of Something a lot of people have been asking for that games like The Crew have already done is adding racetracks into the open world map, like proper racetracks. And Horizon 4 didn't really do that. They didn't do that properly. They had like the outline of a circuit, but they didn't really do it. And then the Lego expansion came, and that was a much smaller map, but they actually had a racetrack inside of that map. And so my wish for horizon 5 which is going to come after motorsport 8 more likely than not would be if it's going to be set in japan have at least two or three racetracks 
And I think even more important than that, if they're going to go to Japan, a completely missed opportunity would be not adding Fujimi Kaido, some, somehow integrating that into the map. Not adding that would be a mistake, especially if you're in Japan, you would be the you would be in the perfect place to do that. And especially with people wanting bigger maps and bigger maps and bigger maps, for a reason I'll get into later, why not make it this, this grand tour, if you will, this journey to drive up to Fujimi Kaido and then drift the ever-living mess out of it? That would be fantastic. What if you brought, what if you brought the Horizon series back to the U.S. Okay, I don't know where, but you made it. You could actually drive to a place like Maple Valley. Wouldn't that be fantastic? I think you'd have to have like Colorado, Nevada, Utah, Wyoming, and the bottom half of more westernly states next to Wyoming. But wouldn't that be cool? And that and so that brings me quite eloquently to my next point. Road tripping in Forza is awful, and there's. There's really two main reasons I believe why it sucks. And the first one, and I think is the, the really the biggest problem, is the sense of speed. Nothing, nothing below 100 miles per hour feels fast in Forza. So you can't cruise at 60 miles per hour on, really on the highway or any of the British back roads without feeling monumentally bored. You have to cruise, you know... Feel, just feeling anything, feeling like you're going somewhere, you have to cruise at 120 miles per hour, even 140. But going that fast means you get around the map just in an instant, just like that. So there's no journey there, if you know what I mean. There's no... It, it, it's boring. You get, you get to where you're going so, so quickly, it's not even fun to just chill and look at the scenery and, and enjoy cruising. Because by the time you start to enjoy it, you've already reached your destination. The crew, too, or really even the crew, doesn't have this problem. And it does, well, no, it does have a sense of speed problem, but where the crew beats Forza is in the second problem Forza has, is the map size. So not only is the sense of speed in Forza too distorted, so you have to go fast to feel anything, but the map size is too small because the sense of speed is so warped. So once you go 120, the map starts to feel smaller and smaller and smaller. It doesn't take that long to get anywhere, so you don't you don't get to enjoy cruising. Whereas in the crew two, it does have a sense of speed problem, but you can cruise at about 80 and feel like you're still moving. I tend to cruise at it at about 120 because 80 feels fairly boring to me. But because the map size is so much bigger, you still don't feel like you're eating up the map so darn quickly. It doesn't feel like you're just blowing past everything. I've done sprints to 200 miles per hour in the Crew 2, backed it off to 120, and it still would take me an extra 10 minutes to get to my destination. That's what it should feel like in Forza. Like, I should, if I got a group of my friends, none of them play the Crew, but if I got a group of my friends to play the Crew 2, and we go from, because the starting house is in Florida for some ungodly reason, but if you start in Florida, and we say, hey... We're going to go and take a drive up to the the ski resort in what is pretty much like uh, South Dakota. We should be able to cruise at about 120, enjoy our time, come to a tunnel, stop, and then just do highway blasts. Like just stop on the ends or the beginning of the tunnel, highway blast, and then keep going. Or as we're coming up to the tunnel, blast our way through the tunnel and then slow back down again. We should be able to do that in Forza and really just enjoy the journey, enjoy our time wherever we are. But because the sense of speed is so warped and the map, as a consequence, feels so small, 
You don't enjoy those moments for very long at all. You just do it and you're already done. You're already on to the next thing. You don't get to savor it. Enough babbling about that, though. What is it that Horizon, that the Playground peeps need to do for Horizon 5, for the next Horizon game, to fix this? Well, they should make the map a lot bigger. Okay, Horizon 4's map technically wasn't actually bigger than Horizon 3's. It just had a lot more open space. That can't happen for Horizon 5. We need... I would say a map that's at least three times bigger, which I know sounds like a lot, especially as someone who doesn't do any coding, developing, none of that. You know, it's, it's an easy thing to say, but a much harder thing to do. But I want to properly cruise in Horizon, and if it's going to be in Japan, I want them to be able to fit Fujimi Kaido, and I want them to be able to fit tracks in. I want a proper city that I can enjoy driving around, because Edinburgh is a, is a beautiful city. It really is, but driving around it, there's just not much... There's so little to explore. Surfer's Paradise, kind of the same thing. It's I think it's a, the roads certainly are bigger. The roads are bigger, but there's really once again not that much to explore. That's where Horizon Two had both had both Horizon Three and Horizon Four beat because it had multiple cities. You had Nice, you had Cicerone, you had Saint Martin, you had Castelletto. All of them. None of them were very big. Nice was the biggest, still not that much to explore, but you had multiple destinations to go. And I want I want a bigger city than that. I think the the best the game that I've played with the best city that I've that I've ever experienced was Need for Speed Most Wanted 2012. So, uh rather surprising. Or well Need for Speed Heat as well, because even that's got a pretty interesting city, although I don't like roaming it at night. Even those games have interesting cities because there's there's so much to see. Even though I think Need for Speed Heat's... There's there's a few subtle differences between some of the islands, but they all kind of kind of feel the same. It's really the roads that are quite different. But Need for Speed Most Wanted had a massive city. It had a park. I'm pretty sure it was set in, in a very New York-style place. But it had a park. A park, for Pete's sakes. There were so many roads and jumps and little cubby holes and car parks you could drive in. That... That had the best city I've ever had the, had the pleasure of experiencing before because it was so varied. Whereas all the cities I've experienced so far, I felt kind of the same. Like that that game kind of had its own districts to it. So you, got, so you had the park, you had the edge of the city where the industrial unit was. You had the, the police precinct, which was close to the construction area. You had areas close to the highway. You had another construction area inside the city though. It was, and once again, some of it looked fairly similar, but there was just so much to drive around. Perhaps I've got a bit of nostalgia for it. That was one of the most fun cities I've ever driven around, and the only game that came close to that was Horizon 2, with all its varied cities. So, I want proper towns and, and proper cities when it comes to Horizon 5. So, if you have Tokyo, or Osaka, or, what, or Hong Kong even, I don't, I don't care what big town, what big city you've got. But I do want a big city with a bunch of very roads and slip roads and just make it diverse in its roads and its architecture and give it life. And then for the towns up in the mountains, I want proper towns, not like the crummy little towns that we have in Horizon 4 up on the north side of the map near the lake. Those, I'm sure they're, they're nearly to scale for a proper British town, but Christ, they are, it's disappointing. It's a few small little houses and roads that don't nearly 
go to enough places in that town and you're already out of it. I want proper towns. That's what Horizon 3 did a lot better than 4, is outside of the city, there were proper suburbs. There weren't stores or anything like there kind of should have been, but they had proper suburbs and driveways you could, some driveways you could actually drive in and take pictures. I've got one of a C3 Corvette that looks fantastic. It's meant to look like you could actually be in that, like it could actually exist in that house. We need more houses like that. We need more towns like that in Horizon 3 near Surfer's Paradise. There's even a small little surfer's town on the south side of the map, on the southwest, yeah, the southwest side of the map, where the not white cliffs of Dover are. I wish that that town once again was a, had more roads and was a little bit bigger and there was more drive around, but that was a little shopping center and had a suburb not far from that. And once again, I wish it was filled in more, like it was less of a stopgap, but that's what I want to see is proper little communities. That I guess that's what I was looking for. Horizon 4 doesn't really have communities of people in their, like, in their suburbs. There's one getting close to Bamborough Castle. The main road is interesting, but everything else is... It, it just feels so dead. It feels like it was computer-generated. It doesn't feel like the roads are organic or they actually go around the houses or the houses, like, actually exist there. They're so lifeless and are artificial, whereas... Horizon 3 felt way more organic, where there are houses right outside the city, and they're laid out like proper houses should be. And they had cool driveways, too. It, they felt like, for as dead as even Horizon 3's areas were, they did feel like they were proper communities to an extent. I didn't feel that way about Horizon 4. The communities felt kind of dead. They, they felt, again, like stopgaps to everywhere else you actually wanted to go. They didn't feel like places... You'd actually want to stay in and take photos. I took photos in that Southwest community in Horizon 3. And it was fantastic. Those photos, man, some of those photos were interesting. And the signs had actual words on it. It was, it felt lived. Not perfectly, but way better than Horizon 4. And if you're going to do Horizon 5 turn uh, playground games, I beg of you, make it feel lived in. Whatever those small communities are, either just outside the city or in the mountains, Make them feel real and organic. Because the closest you got to that, I personally believe, was... It's either Horizon 3 or Horizon 4. It really is. Horizon 1 had, I think, the better layout and was more organic, but it felt it felt more dead. There, there wasn't as much going on there. And once again, that leads... That, that, well, it doesn't really, but to move on to the next point, it's the direction of the Horizon franchise, especially as it pertains to progression. Horizon 1 had a good premise. Horizon 2 had a, had a good premise. And then Horizon 3, I think, still had a good premise, even if the progression was lacking. And then you had Horizon 4. And Horizon 4, I think, was the most obvious case that the people over at, turns, at Playground Games, excuse me, are kind of running out of ideas as far as trying to figure out what the player has to do next. What, what's the next goal as far as progressing goes in in the world of horizon because in horizon one you started off as a no-name racer in the horizon festival in colorado you make your way up you're, you're you're top dog now now you move over to europe you're kind of known but this is still a new place so you got to prove yourself there too you get a lot more supercars now you know you get the the privilege to drive faster cars and then you get horizon three okay well you won the last two horizon events well obviously that should make you really the owner the sort of ceo of the horizon franchise and, and then you got to 
you know, progressed to build up these Horizon festivals. I'm sure mo I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if most people didn't like it, but I thought it was kind of a novel idea, you know, progressing to build up these Horizon festivals to make them into something interesting. I liked it. I liked that idea. And then Horizon 4, where it's, where they went back to the first game, where it's one festival, and nothing pro progression-wise progression really to do. You already own the festival. You're already top dog. It's, you know, what, what, what's there, why is there a reason to progress now? Now, the story stuff, I found interesting. So the top, the stunt driving stuff, the top gear stuff that came later, the Aisha's taxis, I found that stuff interesting, but that's still really kind of filler. If you think about it, that's really quite filler content. So I think one of the biggest issues Horizon has going forward is figuring out where where are they going to take the in-game story of Horizon? Because they can't just keep going with, oh, you own all the festivals. They can't keep going with that top dog mentality forever. It, it just doesn't work. It's going to get stale. And I think Horizon Horizon 4 started to show how started to show how that was coming to a head. And I, I don't think Horizon 5 needs to prove that. Horizon 5 needs to figure something out. Need, there needs to be a change. It, 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 if we were to speak about this in evolutionary terms, Horizon 4 is the beginning of the end of the game's evolution as far as progression goes. And I think for the well-being of the franchise, Horizon 5 needs to go on a different path, needs to change its evolutionary course for how the next few Horizon games are going to progress. It can't keep continuing like this because that's an evolutionary dead end. It's just going to get more boring, more boring, more boring. Unless you somehow figured out how to make being the top dog of the entire... It wouldn't be an evolutionary dead end if you figured out how to make being the boss of the entire Horizon Festival not boring. Which would become harder and harder and harder to do as time progresses. And that's why Need for Speed sort of... They're very marginally in a better place than the people over at Playground Games. Because even though it's very, very repetitive... To have this this stupid outlaws storyline continue from Forza game, uh, sorry, from Need for Speed game to Need for Speed game to Need for Speed game. If you can just have this no name character go from place to place to place to place and work their way up, well, that does allow you to progress. So they've kind of written themselves in out. Even if it's incredibly repetitive, they have figured out how not to write themselves in the corner, and that's what the Horizon people have done. Now, Need for Speed has its own problems with that. They really do. But because Forza the state of their franchise hasn't gone downhill as much, and they've actually been consistent with building it up rather than just restarting each game and setting that as a precedent. Well, now they've got now they genuinely have a problem. I could talk about the UI and I could talk about the photo mode of these games because I did in the original. I didn't do it very well, but I did because the crew has better photo mode. Need for Speed is awful. I really don't like it, but the crew has better photo mode. Forza is okay. But it kind of pulls into what I want to talk about with the UI in the sense of it's been roughly the same UI design. Not as in the actual icons, but in the way the UI works. It's been pretty much the same since Horizon 2. The rough concept since Horizon 1, but the actual, I think the actual way that it works since easily since Horizon 2. But I think we should definitely try and wrap it up here. So let's conclude. Horizon has a map problem, a sense of speed problem. A car list problem in them being strangely picky in the cars that they choose to put in Forza games, especially for certain automakers. And as of Horizon 4, a sound problem. Motorsport, I think sooner rather than later, might have an identity crisis. 
Their car sounds were fine. Those car sounds did not get screwed over at all. They need more tracks. They need more racing disciplines. They added the trucks, which was nice, but then they didn't, they didn't really add any of the tracks. Forza, the motorsport franchise might have an identity problem because people like that the motorsport franchise is still relatively casual. You can still do upgrades. You can still make stupid cars. It's great. But the people over at Turn 10 want to make a more motorsport-style game because it's in their name. They should. It's in their juicing name. But will are they going to do it to the to such a degree that it'll alienate all of their previous fans? Sort of like Gran Turismo when they made Gran Turismo Sport rather than making Gran Turismo Seven. Is it going to come to a point where Forza will have to take a take a leaf out of really the dirt franchise in Gran Turismo and make and change what Forza Motorsport is into a Gran Turismo Sport, a Project Cars, and sort of a sort of a dirt rally competitor, which it won't be. But will they have to focus on a more niche vision of the game and then make a backup to that? Or are they going to try and balance both? That, I think, is, re is really kind of the question here. Because I don't know if Grant, if the people over at Gran Turismo or Poly, whatever their developer name is, are going to do a, a Gran Turismo 7. I think they're probably going to do a Gran Turismo Sport 2 sooner than they'll do a Gran Turismo 7. And if, if they can manage to do both, do the sort of sim-style handling, but the the sandbox style upgrade system, Forza should be able to do it as well. But that's what that's the question the people at Turn 10 should be asking themselves right now. Even at even at Playground Games, is how are how do we progress in the future? Because we've kind of put ourselves into a corner here without doing a comic book style hard reset of the universe. Which I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to. I think they should. But they need to ask themselves that question. Are they gonna do like a, like a DC-style hard reset, or even a Marvel-style hard reset of the universe, are they going to try and make the best of their current storyline? Because especially with the motorsport peeps, they're either going to have to make, you know, make motorsport way more niche and make it a proper motorsport game, and try and add as many disciplines as possible, because they don't even have proper drag racing. Like, they don't have funny cars. They don't have NHRA drag racing. They don't have drag strips, even. Even though that could be a subcomponent in the game, I'd be completely okay with that. They should at least do it. They have drag radios. They need to ask themselves, are they going to try and do this, this hybrid version of doing proper motorsport, but also a sandbox-style racing casual game, or casual racing game, or are they going to make a whole new franchise that still has tracks and stuff and make it way more casual, which would probably be a waste of time, rather than just making a hybrid, or... Or sorry, and make the niche product. Those are the questions I think it's important for, for each respective developers to ask about their about their franchises right now, especially as it pertains to going forward for the next, you know, like the next 10 years of the Forza franchise. But anyway, what are your thoughts? Do you play Forza? Do you agree? What would you like to see? That, what are the questions you think that they should ask? The things that they should address in the next few Forza games, Motorsport or Horizon? If you enjoyed... Follow the podcast here. Maybe give this episode a like. If you're on YouTube, like, comment, share, and subscribe. Even though I'm Podbean, please share. But on YouTube, if you do subscribe, hit the notification bell and hit all notifications. That way you're notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road but do not have the Podbean or don't want the Podbean mobile app, boot up Spotify before you go. Type in code is Car Conundrum and then enjoy listening to me talk about stuff. Car-related stuff, obviously. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed. I will see you all next time. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. 
If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.